1: Sean Reimer, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Why, hi there, seven minutes after nine on News
2: Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean, this is the show, and the phone lines are open 210-599-5555. Um, this is one of those dealios where I'm, I'm going to start the show in a way that I completely didn't plan on doing, but I, I just got this stuff in my head. And so I gotta roll with it. Then we'll talk about uh, benign objects in the sky, uh, and, and uh, you know, the rest of the uh, the news of the day. But and I honestly, with the, with the flyover with the Super Bowl, I haven't spent a whole lot of time thinking about that. I, I I'm not a sports guy, so I just didn't really hook into a lot of that stuff beyond some of the news story that spiraled out from it. But we we find out now with this jet flyover. Uh, which was heralded as, oh, the, you know, first uh, all-female flight team doing the flyover for the Super Bowl, that's great, you know, blah, blah, stinking blah. We find out now that that was a last-minute decision. Uh, It's not that these four women, uh, through their efforts, had earned uh, the place to be there. I I don't know much about, I'm not, Trey's an aviator, I'm not, I don't know much about this stuff, but uh, uh, you know, I- I- doing a flyover, I would assume, in formation is not an easy thing to do. It's not something I could do. <laughs> I-, I I'm lucky if I could keep my my car on New Gilbo Road. You know, I mean, if I can make manage that, so you know, it's a I would assume it's a very intricate thing to do, or you know, you got to really have be be really good at being a jet pilot to uh, to to be uh, asked to do that. And what we're finding out now is that it was a last-minute decision. It was completely for the optics of it. Uh, they they replaced a bunch of male pilots who were, you know, initially uh, uh, set apart to do this and, and made it an all-female flight crew so they could make the claim that history is being made with this, this particular flyover. Uh, I know Jack has talked about this, and I, I Trey was talking about this this morning, and it, 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 this, this thing with the flyover is really indicative of, of where the country is being led right now, and we're firmly on the path. Uh, and uh, it's the path of uh, switching or evolving from, or de-evolving, rather, uh, from a meritocracy, which is kind of what we've always been. And what do I mean by meritocracy? In that you are if you in in america uh your pursuit of happiness uh whatever it may be you're you're going to get become a doctor you're going to become a lawyer you're going to become a jet plane flyer a radio guy or what have you uh you know you work hard at it and you 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 sacrifice uh, along the way to focus on whatever it is that thing you want to do and you want to be the best at it and so you learn and you're constantly learning and getting better and Taking in new information, so that maybe someday, you know, you'll you'll rise to the top and enjoy uh, the success of that, and uh, and and really, that idea of meritocracy is uh, a building block of this country. I mean, the the folks who who set out and covered wagons to discover the West and 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 find Texas, if you will, uh, were in a sense uh, merit merit meritocrats, <laughs> meritocrats, in that. You know, they didn't know if they were going to make it or not. They didn't know if it was a good idea or not. But they set out and they did it anyway. Uh, I know when you're young, you you, you you want to be a doctor. Okay, let's use that. you well, you got a lot of schooling ahead of you. you got a lot of residency stuff. It's it's not an easy thing to do to become a doctor. But you want to do it anyway because you have a passion for helping people and for physical health or whatever. And so you strive and you sacrifice and you, you learn and you – You evolve and you get better and better and better. Uh, In corporate America, business America, right? I mean, the the idea of working for a company, whether it's a small or large one, is that, well, I'm going to start off here at the bottom earning minimum wage. My idea is that someday I want to be a division manager or I uh, want to be running the whole damn country, you know, Uh, or maybe you want to start a business. I have an idea for something I want to do. I want to sell. I want to make well the path isn't easy is it to to get uh to the to the dream that you hold in your heart it's a bumpy and hard journey and you're going to have setbacks and what are our, wh- who are our best teachers in this life i've been saying it for for 100 years it's your mistakes it, it is your setbacks that teach you uh to to uh get better and to proceed and to evolve So it's not a perfect journey, and not every outcome is guaranteed. And you may fail. You may fail 19 times, but on that 20th time, maybe you won't. And maybe one day you'll wake up and you're the best at what you do, whatever it is that you do. That's a meritocracy. And that's not where we are, and that's not the direction we're headed. Now it's, you know what, it's the color of your skin, it's your gender, if you even know what the hell your gender is. Uh, Did you have a crummy upbringing or a successful, you know, a a nice upbringing in a nice neighborhood? These are now the things that determine whether or not you're going to be successful. Things that absolutely have nothing to do with you or your efforts or your sacrifices, if you even bother to make any. It's a mediocrity. The mediocre thrive. You look at a guy like Pete Buttigieg. And my wife coined a new phrase yesterday, which I might start using. She said, don't be Buttigieg hurt. <laughs> Buttigieg hurt. That's one my wife came up with. I, I'm giving her credit. But the, the idea, look, look at Pete Buttigieg. He has absolutely no expertise in transportation whatsoever. He is the Secretary of Transportation. He doesn't know anything about trains. He doesn't know anything about traffic patterns. He doesn't know anything about rail. He doesn't know anything about uh, uh, airplanes and aviation and uh, commercial aviation. He has no life experience in transportation, and yet he is the secretary of transportation. Why? Because he's freaking gay. He is only that because he's gay. And I, I got nothing against gay people, but that's the only reason the man has the job. And very obviously this week, he has failed at his job. If this were a meritocracy, he'd be impeached and he'd be out of office. For Ohio alone. And yet he's celebrated. This is the man's uh, handling of uh, what is, by all standards, an, an environmental disaster. A tweet late in the night after the story took took hold with most media outlets and he was getting shamed for it. Then he he farts out a tweet, a lame-ass tweet, when he spent most of the day talking about honkies on construction sites. It's a mediocrity. And one thing you'll see about fascist states, if you're a student of history in any manner, is that in a fascist state, which we can swap out the fancy words communism and socialism, whatever ideological bullcrap you want to attach to it, most of it's gibberish, frankly. But in a fascist state, what you see is that the excellent uh, and the people uh, who are talented, who are bold, who are adventurous, who have ideas, who are visionaries, who are true intellectuals, are either killed or imprisoned or their role in society is dramatically diminished. You, You don't want anybody rising to the top uh, you want everybody at the same level uh, of, of of poverty and misery. You want everybody eating out of the same freaking dumpster so that incredibly mediocre, talentless, weak people like Pete Buttigieg can rise to the uh, positions of leadership. That's exactly what it is. Joseph Stalin was a redneck. Uh, he was from a crappy little village. He had some education. Hitler uh, was again a very, in a, a very mediocre and frankly annoying person, uh, based upon uh, people who knew him when he was young. Would never shut up. <laughs> didn't have any abs. You know, any great intellectual revelations. Didn't have any great vision that didn't involve well killing Jews and Gypsies. Uh, a guy who couldn't make it as an artist, who couldn't make it uh, uh, p- painting watercolor postcards in in Austria, it wasn't good enough, and he didn't try hard enough. So what did he do? He created a world where a guy like him, filled with mediocrity and hate, could become a, a guy who 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 uh, influenced world events in a tragic and horrible way. And you look at Goebbels and you look at all the other guys who uh, worked for Hitler, they were all incredibly mediocre people in their own right. If not mediocre, deeply psychologically flawed. So the Buttiges of the world and the Bidens of the world, Biden is another one who has no observable talent or, or skill or drive other than to make a lot of money that he didn't freaking earn. We are becoming a mediocracy. And I don't know if anybody else has tossed that word out. Maybe I'm the first. I don't know. I posted it, James, so it's on the record that I <laughs> said it on this day. But that's what we're becoming a mediocracy. And uh and the the flyover, I think, is a perfect example. I gotta take a break. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Another one of those days uh, which are increasing where I ball up all my show prep and flush it down the toilet. And you really shouldn't do that because show prep, like paper towels, they absorb moisture. So if you start flushing your show prep down the toilet, you might clog up some pipes. Beyond that, uh I was talking about this idea that uh we're we're becoming a mediocracy where the mediocre are celebrated and the talented and the bold and the uh, uh, persistent are, are are not only diminished but actively considered bad and dangerous. And uh I I don't think anything epitomizes this like a baseball story. And I wasn't even this is not one of those stories I didn't even hear about yesterday, and I watched the news all day yesterday. I didn't hear about this until this morning, saw it online. Uh, and I, I'm a I'm a baseball guy. I'm not an expert on baseball. Don't ask me what a ghost runner is because I have the faintest idea. But I do know the basic mechanics of the game, and that's why I love it. It's a sport I understand. And uh, the the MLB has decided that um, st- guys stealing bases is really exciting. So uh, for the viewership, so what they're doing is they've decided to make the bases three square inches bigger. As one uh, uh, major league pitcher pointed out, they look like pizza boxes. They're three inches bigger, the idea being that that makes them a little bit easier to steal. (laughs) So more players will try to steal bases, Uh, uh, which kind of, in a sense, again, going back to the general theme of this half hour, Diminishes somebody stealing a base just slightly, because now a slightly less talented baseball player will be able to steal a base, and and that's what I'm talking about. Uh, in instead of, in a sense, holding people accountable, people holding themselves accountable, striving for something, striving for greatness. Uh, we're just going to make stuff a little bit easier. <laughs> <laughs> so so that people who aren't so committed to their craft, whatever it may be, can have a little bit more success and we can fill a few more, put a few more butts in the stadium. You know, I, I, I'm really sick of it. It's like this, I, I don't know, I, I, again, this is something I didn't plan on talking about, but what, what a, I don't know if Don Morgan's there, but didn't one of the school districts agree to what this four-day week bull crap because the, the, suddenly teachers can't handle a five-day work week?
3: It was uh, Lavernia ISD.
2: Lavernia, yeah. okay. Well, there you go. You, are, are they going to do it then? Is that is that a done deal?
3: Yeah, they approved the they approved the move. They just have to uh, come up with a schedule and whatnot, and they'll do that uh, before the start of the school year.
2: Well, excellent. You know, now you teachers. Well, you know, you got you got one more day to relax and have some wellness time. Uh, maybe uh, smudge a couple of rooms at home on your off day. Do a couple of drum circles and. And and feel good about your gender, you know. So I'm I'm happy for him. <laughs> I'm I, you know i I I'm so I, I am, and I I'm not. Holy crap! I'm not the most, uh, uh you know I'm I'm a lazy man, as everyone knows. I'm am, I'm am a very very lazy man. The fact that I have accomplished anything in my life is amazing to me because I am so stinking lazy. All right, so I, I'm not I'm not going at this whole thing as as some guy who is you know. I did. I've done better than most people, as far as you know, sticking to one thing for a long time. That I did manage. Uh, whether it's radio and writing, all right. But I, I, I'm just. I just go to work, man. Everybody just go to work. <laughs> I just want everybody to start doing their jobs and going to work and trying. Just give it a good try today, you know. And stop waiting for politicians and pukes to make everything a little easier for you. Holy crap, Don Morgan! I'm sick of it. I'm just sick of it all. Well, I, yeah, you know well, what? what I, one day work week. You know, I need, I need, I need uh, uh, six full days of wellness time. You know, I, I just really, I think I would be much more. I think I would be better on the air if I only had to go on the air one day a week.
3: <laughs> so if if Greg all of a sudden calls us into his office later today and says, "You know what, guys? We're only going to do the show four days a week from now on," <laughs> right. you would you would not be on board with that. Well, I do it.
2: I mean, I would. What would I? What would I say? You know oh, what I mean? Man. I mean, I, I. Well, I mean, you know, you, you you have the true believers, and you have the people like me. It's like, well, if that's what you want, okay.
3: Yeah, twist my arm, why don't you?
2: You twist my arm, but you yeah. know, I, but you know, it, 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 the point being that you know. And I'm again, I'll, I'll toot my horn here for just a second, okay? I'll, I'm going to toot my horn, Don. I'm right toot. here in
3: public, in front of everybody.
2: I, I am, okay. The only reason, I, at the age of fifty-six, and I'm able to sit on my ass in my jammies, okay, and 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 do uh, two two-hour shows, uh, and and really, you know, I'm doing better now than I ever have done in my career. I'm not a rich guy, but you know, I'm I'm not hurting either. The only reason I'm able to sit here and do this show in my jammies today is because for the first 20 freaking years of my career, I worked seven days a week at crummy radio stations while working, you know, an overnight shift at the local 7-Eleven to, to get to where I wanted to be. I mean, that's that's a meritocracy, right? Paying your dues. You, 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 you probably had gigs along the way that you freaking hated, but you did it because it got you somewhere. It got you what you wanted. Yeah. And what I've noticed, and I've noticed this a lot with young people, especially in the workforce, is they don't want, they, man, they don't want to sacrifice nothing. They don't want to work one second over what they're scheduled for. They don't, you know, that whole thing of uh, if, if you're 50, you know, on time, you're 10 minutes late, and all that crap has is, is gone away. And I think a lot of it is because of this idea that who you are determines your success. What you look like determines your success. And uh, and 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 I'm just I'm sick of it. Uh, two ones. <laughs> the theme of the today's show is what Sean's sick yeah. of. Okay, how's that make you feel?
3: Sean's <laughs> fed up.
2: I'm fed up, man. Yeah. Sitting in my jammies in my own house doing my
3: show. We should do that. <laughs> you know, we should do that every every week on Wednesday. That should be the theme of your show. I had it up what, to What Sean's sick of? Yeah, I've had it up <laughs> to here Wednesday.
2: I've had it. Hey, wow, that's yeah, that's right. great. That could be a benchmark. <laughs> <laughs> Which 99% of the people in the audience and in radio at this point have no idea what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a break. 210 uh, It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA.
1: Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA.
2: And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. I was cracking myself up during the break there and I'll tell you why here in a second, but I, I let's go to the phones. Is Pat still with us? Yes. Pat you there? Yes. Hey,
4: how uh, you doing? Well, you're not gonna like what I have to say. Ruh-roh. <laughs> I'm a conservative. I'm not into all this woke stuff and everything. But when you named all those uh professions and everything and then you ended up with Pete Buttigieg, which who who shouldn't be in that position But you were equating that to the women pilots. And let me tell you, when I got married, my ex-husband was in the Air Force in, in pilot training. There were no women in his class. But had there been, and this is many years ago, had there been, they would have had to do the same thing that all the men did in order to fly the planes okay so what you were saying was that women shouldn't be allowed to do this and that's what you said
2: that's not what i said
4: yes it i didn't is. say
2: anything in any, any way shape a- or form like that saying that women shouldn't fly planes
4: and uh you you uh said they shouldn't be allowed to do it and then you equated no it i didn't
2: ma'am with all due respect i didn't say that
4: that's what I heard in my well. You
2: heard wrong.
4: Radio.
2: You well, heard then wrong. Tell me
4: what you said that disputes what I said.
2: What I said was we learned yesterday that it be it, that in this wasn't these weren't nine women who had just come up through the ranks like men and had or, you know were uh, there because they said well these are the best pilots just put them in there. It was a last minute decision by the Air Force. To pull the original pilots and fill those planes with women for the optics of it so that they could then claim we have all, you know, all women flight crew uh, doing this flyover. So the, the, the decision to put those women in those planes had absolutely nothing to do with the fact that they had striven to be or, or strove to become pilots and that they were, I'm sure, extremely exceptional pilots. The, their, in other words, their efforts, ma'am. Listen, with all due respect, their, ma'am, with all due respect, their efforts as pilots had nothing to do with it, and that's what I was talking about. I have no, I, Of course, I want women pilots. Why wouldn't I? I mean, that's great. Are you there? Uh,
4: this formation over um, th- that they weren't good enough. Is that what? you're No, saying?
2: it's not what I what I said. Is that whether they were or they weren't had nothing to do with it. You understand?
4: They wouldn't. Or my
2: mansplaining
4: the position. Women or or a, a goat. They wouldn't have gotten the position. I, I concur. Had they I not agree. Been the best women pilots, they could come.
2: I to agree with you. I agree with you. All I'm saying is that they weren't <laughs> in those seats because they were the best pilots. The decision to have them do the flyover, again, listen to what I'm saying, had nothing to do with their abilities and, and efforts and, and talents. It was completely for the optics of it. That's yes, what I did. said. Because That's what I meant.
4: And enough, that doesn't they bother you. They no, ma- but
2: do you understand? But, the, but but, I used, ma'am, I used that. I'm not saying it was evil and bad that they did the flyover. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. That had nothing to do with it. What I was talking about was the decision to have the women do the flight for the optics of it and the claim. It had nothing to do with the women pilots, okay? That's my point, and I use that as a launching point to discuss a guy like Pete Buttigieg, who also is in his position with no thought or concern for his abilities or expertise at all. That's what I'm talking about.
4: But... but, but. He couldn't get I'm in on plane my and fly formation. He couldn't, I'm not, he you know, he can't
2: we we're, we're not. Names. What the, what the uh, hell is Buttigieg? Buttigieg doesn't have anything to do with actual flights and, and pilots. Do you see no, the point that I'm, I'm making?
4: I'm saying you, you, it, you named all these professions and all that, that uh, you know, the work it took <clears throat> to do them. You ended up with him. And do you
2: see my point at all?
4: I see it slightly that you're saying that just because they were women, they got picked. So no. what?
2: Well, yes, they, they were. were. That was that was the decision.
4: But, but so what? It, it's okay, if you're fine
2: with that, with that. okay. All right, I guess nothing
4: with that. I mean, they. Uh, so so uh, women it people should be. Should have so, happened long before now. That the okay women- so. Flight flew in, in formation over cool. the Super Bowl so, or whatever.
2: So, okay, so you're fine with people being put in uh, uh, either uh, jobs or positions to do something based upon their gender and skin color alone. Because that's what you're saying. That's no, precisely what, what, you're saying. Saying. Yeah, actually, what, saying. what you're saying. Yeah, it is actually what you're saying.
4: You're missing the whole point.
2: I think I'm not the one missing the point.
4: With them, whether the poor little guys that were going to fly over okay. didn't right. get to.
2: Poor little guys. I, they're just as good. At, well, you, well, the guys are you just. We can do it. Poor sexy. little guys? Poor little guys.
4: Yeah, the the guys well, that got knocked out of their seats and the women got in.
2: Don't the guys have to be every bit as good as those women who were flying those planes? What? Don't those but, poor little guys have to be just as good as those women who flew the planes?
4: That's right, but you're making it right. Sound
2: but like you just that you no, know you
4: out of their position, sweetheart.
2: I'm getting ready to ask you to make me a sandwich. Okay, you just said you just called them poor little boys, so you just diminished the position yourself based on gender.
4: So. <laughs> what's wrong with 57? All right, man, I got to take a break.
2: I think I was married to you at one point. All right, I got to go. All right, thank you. All right, all right, bye bye. 210 599 5555. The
1: latest news, traffic, and weather are minutes away at the top of the hour. These are important moments, and this is news on News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071.
2: And we're back, News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Uh, had a, a very animated uh, discussion with Pat, listener Pat, uh, when talking about the jet flyover for the Super Bowl. Heard me say that women are not as good as uh, at flying jet airplanes, and men are, which is absolutely not what I said. Uh, we're, we're talking about this business of, well, uh, because you want to appear to be quote-unquote woke, quote-unquote woke. You want so many black people flying jet airplanes. You want so many women flying jet airplanes. It was an idea that started with the uh, uh, the great welfare state back in the late 60s, early 70s, where, you know, yeah, people of color were shut out of certain industry. Women were shut out of just about every industry. Uh, and uh, the idea w- w- was to balance the scales a bit as far as hiring practices uh, college admissions, things like that. Uh, we we are decades away from that era. And what's going on now, maybe Pat's not aware of this, is that in the military, we know this to be true, that they have lowered their physical standards to accommodate women coming in to the military. So in other words men don't have to achieve the same physical things that they used to have to achieve to be in the military because those standards have been lowered so that women can uh uh achieve the same things in the military with their training uh uh you you, you see this uh, in law enforcement we, it, where to up racial quotas uh as far as hiring Uh, In law enforcement, we certainly saw this uh, in Michigan and and Chicago and other places where they're lowering the admission standards and and the testing standards and the training standards for law enforcement officers so that, quote unquote, more people of color will want to be cops and can be cops. Okay, that's exceptionally racist. Uh, the military lowering their standards so that women can uh, compete with men physically is incredibly misogynist. Uh, uh, it, you're seeing the reverse of this with uh, uh, trans men uh, competing against biological women in sports. It's kind of the inversion of that idea. And they're, they're, they're winning championships against biological women. All of this is swaddled in identity politics and has absolutely nothing to do with a person's ability or experience. And that's the problem. And that's what I was talking about with the flyover. Because at some point, you're going to have a surgeon working on you who isn't quite as qualified as the surgeon you would have had 10 or 15 years before. And as long as you're cool with that, (laughs) because I guess some people feel better about themselves or some corporations or entities like the military feel better about themselves or appear to be more diverse, well, then, fine. Apparently, Pat is. I'm not. Because, again, what you end up creating is a, what's the word, mediocrity. Again, where mediocrity is celebrated. It really doesn't have anything to do with whether you're a woman or not or you're black or not or you're fat or skinny. It has nothing to do with any of that stuff. Just like uh, uh, a lot of the climate stuff that we have to live with has absolutely nothing to do with the climate. This is all surface-level crap that is now dictating not only policy, but standards of excellence and proficiency. And I'm sorry, it's a bad
3: idea. (laughs) It's a
2: bad idea. Uh, because at some point this country is going to be chocked full of unqualified clowns all eaten out of the same damn dumpster while mediocre pieces of crap like Pete Buttigieg are running the whole damn show. And that, you know, this, this, look, this is what leads to environmental disasters like uh, Palestine. This is what leads to tragic uh, withdrawals from a war zone like Afghanistan. This this, this is what leads to all this stuff that we're currently suffering. This is what leads to an open border and fentanyl killing somebody almost every few minutes somewhere in this country. Mediocracy. The politics of identity over truth and reality. Uh, And and no, I'm not going to shut up about it. I'm still going to keep making fat
1: jokes, just like Gutfeld. It's Sean on Newstalk, 550 KTSA. Sean Ryma, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back, hour number
2: two uh, on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Uh, this is the show, and you can, uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210 um, uh, 5555 Well, you know, it, we, we're learning more about this uh, these things being shot out of the sky uh, a bunch of uh, lawmakers were invited to a, uh, 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 a a meeting where they all were were told uh, classified information, supposedly, uh, about these objects. And, and one thing we heard almost to a person is that when they came out of that meeting with the president and his people, or I don't know if the president was there or not, but... Is that they didn't learn anything that you couldn't learn watching TV on on the news channels, especially Fox. Uh, John Kennedy out of Louisiana, though, who you know is never at a loss for for words, uh, and is usually very uh, Mark Twainy. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> he's got that quality of dropping a good one liner. But he came out of this meeting yesterday and said, "Lock your doors." And that was all he said. He walked away. Uh, Which is an interesting and cryptic and kind of disturbing thing to say. What do you mean by that? He was on uh, Fox with John Roberts just a little while ago and and didn't clarify that statement. Uh, Although, uh, what he did say is uh, one of the things that that we learned yesterday is that our government uh, tracked this Chinese spy balloon, the first one, from China all the way uh to to the united states so they knew about it pretty much when it left the ground in china um we're we're also learning and we heard this from the 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 press secretary who is a freaking idiot and not because she's a black lesbian <laughs> or a woman if she is a woman i don't know what i guess do we know what that is do we know those chicks in the jet airplanes were actual women uh, uh quote we actually don't know and that was in regards to what are these other three things y'all shot down uh we we were told and we we are learning that these three objects were quote more than likely benign uh, by benign they mean what they mean these might have been commercial balloons we there, there was some audio between the jet uh, pilots I don't i don't know much about jet airplanes I guess they're f twenty twos whatever that is uh uh talking to each other and we also learned from jean karine Cluseau that these were top gun guys right these were the best of the best uh, in that regard shooting these things down and when you hear them talking to each other they first off they're saying it's too small i don't i can't even see what it is i'm paraphrasing <laughs> And I think I heard one pilot say these things appear to have lines going down to the ground, so they're tethered. Trey was uh, joking about how are these like auto park balloons? And, you know, when, when they have a big used car sale, you know, they, they have these big stupid balloons that they fly over the uh, uh, the cars to get people's attention. Was it one of those? You know, was it a carnival balloon? What what are these things? So, you know, what what we learned from that in my opinion, is that, well, yeah, the the first one, uh, they saw it take off. They let it go across the country and do whatever it was going to do. It was being piloted, so it wasn't just wafting on the wind. It was staying over certain areas and moving on, uh, and, and we didn't do anything about it till it got offshore on, uh, on the east coast. Idea being, well, it was too dangerous to shoot it down over land because the debris – could have hurt somebody, like they give a crap about hurting people, Philistine Ohio, Philistine. I'm sorry, Palestine. It's the Philistines who are who who caused the explosion. But yeah, and we now know that. Well, no, there's all kinds of places that could have shot it down, down safely if that's their metric, right? So we also are learning that apparently these other three things they've shot down they just i think this is my opinion or my read of this that they they're shooting crap down just to look like tough guys so anything that's up in the air they're going to shoot it down if they can and and make a claim about it but these the these thing these other three things that he shot down they're 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 claiming two things right they're claiming they don't have any video of it they're claiming it's in the waters too deep so we can't find it and but they're also saying well it looks like they were benign. So, again, they could have been like a big, stupid hot dog balloon flying over an auto park. We don't know. But they weren't They weren't dangerous in any way, shape, or form. Look, we heard this at the beginning of the week, or over the weekend, when we were being told, well, the reason we shot these things down is they posed a threat to civilian air, uh, you know, uh, civilian flights. And yet they also said it Jean Pierre or whatever, and I think Kirby said this too. These other three things were right at the line of being uh in uh civilian airspace, which means they weren't <laughs> when they shot them down. They were just closer than the other thing uh John Kennedy was saying you know it, it, it it's very obvious to me i'm again, I'm paraphrasing what he told John Roberts, but this is the the essence of it is that uh, they were completely taken by surprise with the initial Chinese balloon craft or spy craft or whatever the hell it was. They, they they were well, let me put it to you this way. They were surprised that anybody found out about it. Because the only reason we found out about it and, and Kennedy said this is because somebody looked up with their with their phone camera. They they were, we, you and I would not be talking about this had that not happened. He said, that's plainly clear. Uh, And so the shooting down of these other things, whatever the hell they were, uh, you know, whether they were a, a weather balloon or, you know, a SpongeBob balloon that got away from the Macy's Day Parade, I don't know. They're doing it to sort of cover their ass on the first balloon. Uh, which seems likely, because I, I was kind of saying that, you know, it, it, when when the Chinese balloon was just allowed to kind of float across the country. So uh, you know, I don't know how you feel about all this stuff. Uh, I, I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not sure what you think uh, uh, Kennedy meant by "lock your doors," but I'd like your thoughts. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's see, Steve. Steve, how you doing, man? Hey, Sean, so
5: maybe every lie the Democrats tell today just covers up is is only told to cover a lie they told yesterday. Three quick things. Number one, maybe the reason that we missed with one of those missiles we fired is because for diversity's sake, maybe they sent a woman up there. Number two... (laughs) You You see how you are. (laughs) Number number two, you had a woman (laughs) that called that said a thousand years ago when her (laughs) husband was a pilot the women had to uh, do the same thing that the men pilots had to do well that may have been true a thousand years ago but we all know that it's not true today
2: yeah they're lowering and the num- standards i was talking about that yeah
5: and number three uh i think it was don who said so you're saying that if uh greg came in here and said hey we're only doing this four days a week you wouldn't take it but that is not the question the question is, if you all went into Greg's office and said, "Hey, we are only doing this show for four days," would he say yes? Because there you the go. School board, the school board didn't ask their bosses, which are the voters. They took a vote. They, they didn't even ask their bosses what, what what do y'all think about a four day work week. And I can right. tell you right now, the parents in La which is a very wealthy school district, they do not. They're not for this. So we'll see how it all washes out.
2: You know, I'm glad you called because that, that inversion there is, is is the truth of it. You're right. It, it's, it, and I appreciate it, Steve. It's not like my boss came in and said, i oh, you're working four days. It's like me going into his office saying, you know what, pal? I'm only working four days because I need some wellness time. I need to do a few drum circles to get my, my spirit right you know, I, I, I'd be calling I'd be calling bingo numbers on Monday or I'd be, you know, greeting people at the Walmart. 210 uh, 599
1: Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Yeah, and
2: we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. Who do I have? The, uh, I, I, I'm, who do I have? I got somebody on the phone there. Sam. Um, Sam. Let's go to Sam, see what Sam's thinking about. Sam, how are you Welcome doing? Back.
5: Welcome
0: back, my friend, to the show that never ends.
2: <laughs> Thank hey, you, um, man. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> allow me just to, uh, what do you call it, um, conspiracy theory on this uh, spy balloon, China balloon, whatever you, sure. you want to call it, yeah. you want to call it. What's the like, I mean, not, not, what if this China balloon, spy balloon was just going over the United States to, uh, let's say, release a different strain of COVID? Well, sure, yeah, and they re- could. They haven't recovered it yet, and they already knew. They already know that the that the first COVID that they released on us uh, pretty much uh, put a dent in us. So, what's to say that they weren't doing it again?
2: Well, I mean, uh, we, what we found out is that uh, especially the, the the Chinese spy balloon, had, you know, they had this payload that's the size of three school buses, so they can hold, they can carry bombs, they can carry lot bio- carry biologicals. Uh, we talk a lot about these bombs that shut all the power down and shut computer systems down. There's any all manner of things that that the damn thing could have been carrying. And we saw it lift off from China, apparently, as we found out yesterday. So, Let which we I think this. we all sort of knew anyway, you know. Uh, Let me ask
0: you this. Did you ever see the movie Outbreak?
2: I think I did. Yeah, yeah, years ago. Dustin yeah.
0: Hoffman and Rene Russo. Basically, right. that's what they – it was – it was a yeah. biological weapon released, you know, and, you know, what's to say that they weren't doing that?
2: Just, There's just nothing superstar. to say they weren't doing that. Right. No, I, and I thanks for the call, Sam. No, I mean, that's, that's the whole, that's the dicey part of this whole thing uh, with these things in the air. Unfortunately, w- you know, w- we're at a place right now, and I've been... Saying this a lot this week, that we we just don't know what's real and what's not real. We don't know what's truth and what's not truth when it comes from our own from our own uh, 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 government. We just don't know. Uh, oh, there's uh, they're showing uh, Biden uh, uh, yesterday talking about assault weapons and and you know in regards to Michigan State and very rambling and weird uh, uh, appearance. They're very obviously trying to keep him off camera as much as possible. I gotta. Let's, I want to take a break and just kind of mess with you for a few minutes here because I, I just keep cracking up over this, and and I, you know, and this is so. What I'm about to do is really bad, and it's 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 you know I'm being a bully at this. Maybe I'm being a bully. I don't know. But there's a guy. There's a new guy, and I, I do want to bring James and Don in on this if Don's there. Uh, especially get his thoughts uh, as as a professional journalist in regards to this. Is he there? Okay. Uh, don't lump there me. You Don't
3: lump me in with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I
2: I I just there's a new reporter on Fox News, and they got him uh, showing up a lot with his balloon stuff, and his right. name is David Spunt.
3: You're still on the Spunt yeah. thing.
2: I just you know can we all admit <laughs> that every time we hear his name we crack up? A, look, as far as being a, a meritocracy, God bless David Spunt right. for you know, pushing ahead with his journalism career despite having a name that makes everybody laugh. <laughs> and come on, let's just admit it. You know, you see David, I see it on the screen when I have the volume on mute, David Spunt. And, and I just, I crack up. I can't help it. What
3: comes to you mind? Know, it's when funny. You, when you hear the man's last name, Spunt, what comes to mind for you?
2: Something I, that'll get me fired <laughs> if I say it on the air. Well, Don
6: looked it up on the Urban Dictionary last time we talked about this. Right. What,
2: Spunt? Yeah. Yeah. And it was. Wasn't Is it, there an
6: urban definition for it? It was something like uh, party too much or something like that. Don,
2: <laughs> I'm spunt out. <laughs> S-
3: something like that. Sit and spunt. Yeah, it's another term commonly used. Spunt for no. being buzzed or high. Spunt. Hey, Rymo. Well, well I, I got a completely get different thought. My Nord. <laughs> spunt off my Nord. Spunt off my
2: Nord. I just keep thinking.
3: Here's another one. Dude, I just smoked a fat blunt and got hella spunt. Hella. No, stop.
2: No. I mean, here's what I keep thinking of. Do you remember the life of Brian when you had Michael Palin's character as a Roman talking about the procurator, the governor, the the guy above him whose name was Biggest Blankus, and I'm not filling in the Blankus. Right. And he's talking to the centurions. Do you think it's funny when I say the words biggest blankus? And they're like. That's how I react to David Spunt. You know, I hear David Martha McCallum. I I don't know. I heard Martha say David Spunt yesterday and I just I laugh for about 20 minutes and it's dangerous for me to laugh because I might open up my scars. David Spunt could put me back in the hospital. You know, I just but it's. And so, and I'm going to bring James, I'm going to throw you under the bus. James and I were talking about this during a break. You know, I hope he gets a show someday. The spunt angle, you know, or, or James, what did you have? Uh, uh, the spunt spin. The spunt spin? Or he can have a panel. The spunt
3: a, file? A panel discussion be called the spunt bunch.
2: Hey. Say that five times
3: real fast. Spunt.
6: Spunt. How about spunt and confused?
3: Spunt and confused. <laughs> oh God! Because you, well, think, you, know, you my, think of my, something my... dirty when you hear the man's last name.
2: Well, don't you? His name is no, David not Spunt. I think perhaps it's
3: a it's a it's a snack size bunt cake. A spunt.
2: You don't think of something dirty when you hear David Spunt. I do now because you brought it up. What if his name was David Spenus? You tell <laughs> would... me Damn Damn <laughs> you wouldn't. Damn it. You tell me you wouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> David Spenis live on the White House lawn.
6: Good grief.
2: Hard copy with David Spenis. I'm
6: just saying.
2: When I see the man's name, David Spunt, my mind immediately goes to the other word. So Weaker cool. people, I guess, would have gotten the name change, you know? But I mean, David Spunt is just oh, trucking God. along, man. What the hell? I'm is, David Spunt, and I'm is reporting wrong from, with the, you? God from the White House.
6: He, oh, com- he comes from a long, successful line of spunters.
2: Are they the Connecticut
3: Spunts? <laughs> <Well, yeah, laughs> probably. Probably. Maybe it's short for Spuntkowski or something like
2: that. Spuntkowski. I don't think it is because okay. uh, he's going on the air with David Spunt. It's not like he had a name like David Kowalski. Right. And they said, you know, we don't think that quite works for the radio or TV. Um, how about Spunt? You know, I mean, he just, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Go with David Spunt. It's got kind of a ring to it. Right.
3: <laughs> we already have a possibly Greg. some piercings. I'm so sorry. We already have a great um, gut fell. You can be David Spunt.
2: David Spunt. So anyway, I I just I wanted to I thought maybe that would make you all laugh just for a few minutes while the whole world goes to hell. I tell you what, whenever life is is getting you down Well, whenever life gets you down, you're having a rough day, you know, you got some economic problems or some medical problems or maybe your sweetheart left you. Just repeat these words over and over in your mind like a mantra David Spunt. And I guarantee you, you'll have a laugh one way or the other. So may the spunt be with you. (laughs) The spunt is strong
1: in this one.
4: Anywhere. Anywhere,
1: anytime.
4: Anytime. And it's just wherever you need it. You can just go online and get it.
1: Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
2: KTSA FM 1071. It's Sean. It's 1039. Hi. Uh, the phone lines are open 210-599-5555. Um, we were uh, talking about this on, on Wear and Rima, uh, which is Trey and I together for a couple of hours from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday, and we still work a five-day work week. Um, that, you know, we, we live in an era in America where what used to be admirable is now dangerous and horrible and hateful and what used to be horrible and hateful is now good if you for want of a better word in other words what used to be good is now bad and what used to be bad is now good right i think we all kind of see that every day one way or the other and we have a a stunning uh example of this uh from from yesterday or uh the past few days i guess yesterday yeah monday well monday uh, we 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 have a a uh, representative in South Dakota, uh, a Democrat named Aaron Healy. And uh, she went on Twitter on Monday night, and she's railing against the Family Heritage Alliance. Uh, I don't know much about them, but they're uh doing a little reading, reading on that. They're an organization in South Dakota uh, that uh, supports uh, churches. Faith-based organizations, um, and and they they support uh, you know a, a return to the quote-unquote nuclear family. You know, man, woman, mom, dad, kids, everybody's together, and and you know, w- w- without argument, I, I I think anybody who is being reasonable and objective will tell you that a kid growing up in a household with a mom and a dad uh, and, and a level of stability, and especially two parents who are equally as involved in your upbringing, well, you're, you, it, it's healthier for a person than uh, uh, growing up uh, in, in a broken home or a home of divorce or, you know, a house where there's substance abuse and chaos and there's only one parent. And, and it's not saying in any way, shape, or form, or diminishing any way, shape, or form, single parents and what they do and and all that. Uh, But in this day and age, you know, we have people who are just hell-bent on redefining the family with this gender stuff. And, you know, you shouldn't say mom or dad because that'll upset somebody. That'll upset some tranny who's got a kid, you know, whatever. And and they uh, this group supports a, you know at least a return to this idea that the basic family unit, if you will, and I use that term around my own house because it kind of cracks me up. But you know the the, the the traditional family, which is a mom and a dad. I mean, and I and I even said this earlier on on the show that you know one of my regrets is that it's one thing I couldn't provide my kid with. You know, she grew up in a with a divorced, it, it's not saying anything about her stepdad or or her, her you know my wife or anything like that. And, and you know she's got this great big family, uh, uh, which has been wonderful for her. But I do feel a smidge of regret that well you know wow I I you know I wasn't able to provide that for her. And 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 again, a child psychologists will tell you that a kid's going to do better growing up in a household where there's some stability. And the stability comes from a father and a mother, uh, you know, uh, working in concert to raise the kid. Uh, Nobody's going to sit there and say that's a horrible thing. Unless you're this Democrat idiot from South Dakota who tweets uh, 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 this. Extremist group, because now you're extremist if, if you believe in this crap. Extremist group Family Heritage Alliance said this morning that the safest place for kids are in families that have a married mom and dad. What a dangerous and un-American belief. See, this is what I was saying earlier about the mediocracy, in that uh, 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 folks who who uh, you know are are in their own lives uh, to strive for something, whether that's to have a healthy family. Uh, anything that diverges from this idea of moral relativism that, that is a part or, or or is the backbone, really, of, of the entire leftist agenda in this country it is not simply anymore somebody who disagrees or who's old-fashioned. Now they're dangerous. So it, the belief that a a, a family comprised of a mom and a dad and i do mean a male and a female presence uh or a a a a family where there are two parents that is now considered by the left because she's not the only one who thinks this that is now dangerous and un-american and the you know what baby the, sweetheart the 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 family the american family is the cornerstone of this country we we did we one of the reasons that we wanted to start this country and one of the reasons this country uh was founded is because people wanted a better life for who their families Yes, they wanted the ability to seek out their own dreams. They wanted personal liberty. They wanted uh, separation from from the crown uh, dictating uh, their lives to them from uh, an ocean away. All that stuff is true, but they wanted a better life for their families as well. Uh, and, and and they were families who were put on covered wagons and who discovered the West and found and, and found their way to Texas. Uh, after a very long and arduous journey. Uh, the American family is America to a certain extent. Nothing against single people. Nothing against people who don't have families. Nothing against different configurations of things. But it, it, it's you're really being kind of a douche. If you're saying that the traditional family is somehow un-American. And, uh, and, and even more uh, or moreover dangerous. <laughs> If you think the American family is somehow dangerous to you, you have a real low threshold for danger, you know, just putting it out there. So that's where we are in America in the year 2023. The family with a mom and a dad is now freaking dangerous. What do you think about that? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA.
1: The news that's hot.
6: Extraordinarily hot
1: situation right now. Minutes away at the top on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back.
2: News Talk 550 KTSA. Let's go to Jeff. Jeff, how you doing?
5: Hey, Sean. Just a quick clarification. The flyover for the Super Bowl originated at Lamar Naval Air Station. My son there is involved in pilot safety. And after your comments this morning, I did discuss it with him on the phone, and all the women are top were top gun qualified. He works in pilot safety there he knows his pilots, and it was to celebrate fifty years in uh, female um, participation in the navy fighter planes
2: well that that's fine on. i didn't i didn't think i don't know why everybody thinks that I thought they weren't great pilots i I, I never said that i i what I'm saying uh, is that they—it was a la- what we know now is that it was a last-minute decision, and it wasn't based on how well they fly planes. It was based on the optics of it. The optics. It's not like, they- in other words, they didn't. It's not like they said six months ago, "Hey, we want to celebrate women in, in jet airplanes uh, this Super Bowl." It was, they were going to have nine dudes do it, and at the last minute, they decided to yank those guys and put women in there so they could make that, that claim. Decision, That's all I'm talking that about.
5: The decision was purely political to celebrate yeah. uh, women in 50 years of aviation,
3: but all, right.
5: all women that were in that flight are top gun okay. qualified as good I as don't doubt know. it. All right. I,
2: thank you so much. We've established they were good pilots. Okay. Great pilots. Excellent. Speaking of pilots. Um, you know, cause we're, we found out yesterday also that we're shooting this crap out of the air really basically now just to look good, you know, for, cause Biden looks so weak during the Chinese balloon thing. And, uh, Don, I want to bring you in on this too, if you're there, uh, I I'm thinking if that's the case then we ought to just put Tom Cruise in one of those jets and let Tom Cruise blow some, some crap out of the air, you know, I mean, go for it. You know what I mean? He knows how to do it. I'm sure he does. Let freaking Tom Cruise blow some spy balloons out of the air. And then I started thinking about Maverick, and uh, this is really weird, but, you know, I I, I haven't seen Maverick yet. I, I frankly didn't like Top Gun, the first one. And so when I was in the hospital, uh, and I had a morphine drip going, more, uh, <laughs> Maverick was, was offered on the TV. So I'm like, well, I'll try to watch Maverick. I got nothing else to do. I got about 25 minutes into it and shut it off. I'm like, what a piece of crap movie this it's
6: just I think I it's made just, it
2: that far too. Did you make it about twenty minutes? Don, you liked it. I, I they started it off with Danger Zone, man. They they I mean the movie starts with freaking danger zone. And God bless the eighties I was there <laughs> for most of it. You know, what I can remember. But Danger Zone just doesn't turn me. I, I get it, it's top gun. They even replicated the scene where he's on his motorcycle chasing the jet airplane. What did you say during the break there, James? It was cut and paste uh, from Top Gun, basically.
6: Yeah, I was guessing that the time mark in the Maverick movie when Val Kilmer's (laughs) character died was probably about the exact same time mark when Goose died in the original. (laughs) And that turned me off to where I was like, man, this isn't even new.
2: I, you know, I looked up the Val Kilmer scene because that was the only thing I was really interested in because I'm a huge Kilmer fan. I looked it up on YouTube and watched that scene. It was great. But man, I and I, you know what though? I'm not diminishing what he accomplished. I'm glad Tom Cruise has got the, did so well in this movie and that people loved it. Yeah. Because it is mindless. I mean, it's not. You know, this ain't Macbeth. You know, what I mean, <laughs> watching watching Maverick, uh, but you know, it, it really shows that you know, it, that you know, people don't want to go to the movies and be preached at. You know what I mean? They want to go see freaking Tom crews blow crap out of the air with a jet airplane
6: that's why i felt uh, it's bad. not
2: my thing it's not my that's i felt bad about it too like i'm being a bad american that's but exactly you how you felt. i'm a bad american because i don't like maverick <laughs> but i didn't like top gun either it's just not what i'm into i'm i'm artsy fartsy i like long slow disturbing british movies that are in black and white you know i mean that's just me i'm not I don't tend to go for the standard fare, but you know, uh, uh, it, it, I just I couldn't. Maybe there wasn't enough morphine in the world to make me get through that flick. I just about fifth. I'd say about thirty minutes in, I was like, okay.
6: Well, I'm gonna All be right. fair to, and I'm gonna try to watch it again. And if it still hits me the same way, then I can't do anything.
2: No, I'm not gonna do it. I, I'm. I'm. That was my one and only shot. at watched Maverick. My wife's not interested in seeing it, so I'm not worried about it. But you know, I mean, it. I'm just. I can't handle stuff that I can predict. You know what I mean? Like if I know what's going to happen five minutes into the movie, and I, you, you know, five minutes into the into the well, once he gets through the opening scene where he's doing the test pilot thing, going up to mock, I don't know, fifty or whatever the hell, then you 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 and you sort of and, and they they say they want him to be a teacher for the new young Top Gun guys. Well, I I know what the next two hours are going to look like. <laughs> You know, I, I could the plot just kind of opened up in my head for the next two hours mm-hmm. as far as how this movie's gonna go. Do I wanna sit through it or not? Yep. I don't like thing I I don't like predictability in movies. I like to be surprised and you know that was a Swanson TV dinner. That was a that was a that was a that was a Swanson Stallsbury steak TV dinner that was made exceptionally well. Uh, you know, uh, but it's just not that it's just not my shtick. It's not my thing. Not my shtick, but not my something I I'm all that into.
6: Like the Angus beef of Salisbury steak.
2: It's the Angus beef of Swanson okay. TV dinners. All right. Okay. That's fair. Because Tom Cruise ain't wasting his life getting you know getting spunt. You know, Tom <laughs> Cruise is a focused guy.
6: <laughs> Bringing Tom- it back
2: you know i mean a lot of these guys you know they have spunt issues and and uh you know uh, we don morgan actually we were making fun of david spunt's name on fox news and i you know i i, I feel bad for the guy cuz i am mocking his name but uh apparently it actually has an urban dictionary definition and don morgan looked it up and to be spunt is to have partied too much
6: and little reefer a little high
2: uh, you know, a little what hangover buzz? You mean? I mean, if you're spunt, you're still kind of messed up from the night before.
6: I, I, I don't know. Don said Don looked hella it up. Spunt. Hella spunt or something like that.
3: Don Morgan looked it up. Which you know, I used to get you? pretty spunt when I was young, <laughs> but I'm too old to get spunt now. You silly dink. <laughs> I uh,
2: <laughs> I just it's even, but that's even funnier to me that not only does his name sound like a very dirty word, just one letter off. Uh, which is where mine, my mind goes.
3: you still on the Spunt thing. But the fact
2: that it actually has an urban definition of being messed up or, or having party too much is even funnier to me, Don. Yeah.
3: I, I actually looked up David Spunt. I didn't know who you were talking about, so I looked him up, and uh, it's perfect. <laughs> he he kind of – it if, does if, fit him. If, if you're going to make a movie and there's a character in it named David Spunt, this is the guy you want. You you want him to look exactly like yeah. that. This is the guy that comes home from prom night and says, Still got my V-card. Woo!
2: <laughs> Let's have a bowl of soup, Dad. Making the spunts proud, son. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Don, Elaine, James, Trey. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Don't get spunt. Bye. <laughs>